You're listening to Gospel Centered Rest, a podcast by Grace Bible Church in Cambridge, Ontario, dealing with topics of life and theology, and how Christ's promise of rest for the weary and the heavy laden gives us strength for today and hope for tomorrow. Well, David, it is just... It's good music. You, you like the music? We're changing the theme. <laughs> like <laughs> the theme song every week now. It's, it's been a different a different song every week. So um, this one's, I mean... Yeah, this is nice. Know. It's inspiring, isn't it's inspiring. it? Inspiring. I just type in inspiring music and this comes <laughs> up. <laughs> it actually is. It used to be really tricky trying to find music that wasn't copyrighted, but now there's so many places you can go to now. I came across like a, a DVD or a CD. Yeah. That we, an old CD we had of like 10,000 sounds and songs you can use uh, in videos. I'm like, I don't know. Something crazy. Wow. But. Yeah, I don't think people use CDs like that anymore. What are CDs? <laughs> I know. It's like floppy disks. <laughs> floppy disks. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you've got some of those around. We, well, oh, we yeah. had. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. We had, uh, didn't we have a bunch of that stuff? Old stuff that you had? It, or like well, old. Probably. Old videotapes of uh, of your sermons, right? Yeah. Or something? I don't know. I You know, I. It went from what floppy to those three and a half to we were watching a show and in order to steal information, they had to yeah. have a, a stick. What are they? A memory stick. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I said to my boys and they, they would know that because, but it's <laughs> like that you're the next generation. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what, what, what did he stick into the computer in order to steal <laughs> information? Just, you know, hack into yeah. a system now. Anyway. Yeah. Wasn't that like Mission Impossible or... Oh, I don't know. Something. Um, yeah. I don't know. It was something. I don't know. <laughs> it, it really impacted us. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, things have changed so much. Um, everything's wireless, digital now. Uh, but we've been um, speaking of wireless and digital. Yeah. Going through Hebrews. <laughs> <laughs> you like those transitions? <laughs> you, have to, you have to reel it in somehow. No. Rain it in. Rain it in. Um, but we've been going through Hebrews Mm -hmm. and this past week we were in the faith chapter, chapter 11, which is very well known. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of people we've heard about this chapter our entire lives Mm -hmm. in the church, but something that you made mention on Sunday that I thought was really good that that I thought would be wonderful for us to just talk about a little bit more in the podcast had to do with the older generation. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I thought your, your words at the end of your sermon, just to encourage the older generation yeah. were, were so, were so good. So well done. So if you haven't heard the sermon, I encourage you to go and listen to it on our sermons podcast. Apparently just the last part. Apparently just, well, the whole part <laughs> built do, up no, to last it. 10 minutes. <laughs> just do that. <laughs> And then yeah. you're good. Yeah, you, you could have done without the first 30 or whatever it was. Could have been done at 10 after. Yeah. 10 after 11. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I just I just thought, like, even, even I mean, even before that, you were kind of building up to that moment. But um, but yeah, I just thought we would just talk about that a little bit. Why, like, what, what we see happening in our culture today where, yeah. um, you know, the older generation is seen as yeah. yesterday's news. Yeah. Yeah. And we need to move on, which, yeah, which is terrible. Yeah, and and we recognize their value within the church. But what what kind of prompted you mm-hmm. to, yeah, speak to that? Yeah, I'm, and I'm glad we're talking about it 
Hebrews 11, there's so much going on. Like I, I mentioned to my wife on Sunday that it's such a, it's, it, you just almost have to pick and choose what you're going to talk about because there is so much going on. And one of the things that we didn't cover on Sunday morning was there's various journeys that are going on um, in Hebrews 11. So it begins with creation and then it brings us all the way to, um, all the way through the Old Testament. So when mm. it talks about those who were imprisoned and, you know, kingdoms and it talks about, you know, Samson and Jephthah, mm. uh, prophets, uh, we have this journey throughout the entire Old Testament basically saying that people always live by faith and faith led to obedience. So in that, there is no difference between the Old and the New Testament. Um, and the only difference really is that they look forward to the coming of Christ. Mm -hmm. uh, we look back at the coming of Christ um, and uh, we thank the Lord for uh, for Christ. And strikingly, we'll look this Sunday at Moses and he, um, he saw Christ clearly through the Old Testament. So there's that journey that goes on throughout the Old Testament. But then you have, um, for example, the journey of Abraham and Sarah. So it begins with they were promised land. God didn't mm -hmm. tell them where they were going to go. They wait a long time for the seed to be born. Um, Sarah rejoices in the promises of God. And then it talks about those same promises were offered to Isaac and Jacob and then Joseph. Uh, and then this coming Sunday, we're going to talk about Moses and finally we get to the land. So mm -hmm. they cross the Red Sea. We read about Jericho. We read about Ahab. So now the land isn't just a land of promise, um, but it's a land of possession. So those are two journeys. And then the other journey that I think takes place is actually in the life of Abraham and then mm -hmm. his, his son and grandson, great-grandson, I guess, as well, where they age. Mm -hmm. So... Mm -hmm. Even though at, or Abraham begins at age 75, there's a lot of growth that takes place in his last years. Um, and, and, I mean, we didn't touch on that, but, I mean, being called out at 75 to go to a land where you're not being told where you're going to go. Yeah. And so the verses that we ended with, I think were, in, in many ways, um, older men, mm. and, and we could also say Sarah, so an older woman. Yeah. Who and and they just they they how Hebrews how the pastor of Hebrews like how would you summarize those lives? Mm -hmm. How would you say this is what's most impactful about their life? And how he summarizes it is what I came to see as words that the next generation needs to hear. Mm. So this we we and and it's it's generally where those who have been faithful. Uh, in in the journey of Hebrews, where they they you know stand firm, they stand strong, not perfectly, but they they endure. This is what they'll say at the end, and I'm not sure if um, we've talked about this before, but my wife and I'll have conversations, and to be transparent, we've had conversations like this for almost 30 years um, in ministry because we say to ourselves, boy. We don't, how, how do you not become bitter in, in life? And how do you not become grumpy? Because <laughs> life can wear you down. You can go through situations where 
you know, you just become unpleasant mm. and you become disconnected from, uh, especially the next generation, um, the, the generation that's coming up. And uh, I think these are men who went through a lot, men and women who went through a lot, but they aged well. And when you age well, you end up doing the thing that, you know, Sarah did, which she was without a child. And as we saw Sunday, it wasn't just without a child, but without the promise. And, you know, how many of us live thinking God's promises can't be fulfilled anymore? And yet she, she held on to that promise despite some of, some of her, you know, when, when she laughed. She couldn't. Mm-hmm. She could hardly believe it. And then what these four men said, um, they just seemed to age well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And uh, as as you were talking about that, about that, that aging well, and um, even the joy, the joy of aging, uh, I, I can't help but think about how how our society like tries to uh, tries to run away from aging and trying yeah. to stay young. Um, but we can both talk about the influence and the impact of those older influences mm-hmm. in, in our lives that have aged well. Yeah, that that were an impact on our on like like on us and our and our faith. Yeah, um, uh, I, I just think of so many. Even when I was a child, these older men and women that mm-hmm. you know would take like a special interest in me and encourage me along the way. And some of them have gone to be with the Lord now, mm-hmm. but just that having that, that, that steady, um, that steady person of faith who is able to look at you as a younger person and, and, and just say, it's, it's going to be okay. I mean, who isn't always looking to the older generation for that kind of, um, for that kind of encouragement. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good way to put it because if we were to go through, you know, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and Joseph's not final words. And I, I know Abraham, this, he lived quite a long time after this, but he was still an, old, still an older man. Mm-hmm. Um, he just affirmed the resurrection. Mm-hmm. Like when he was called to sacrifice yeah. his son, uh, he affirmed the resurrection that God would raise him from the dead. That becomes one of the primary, um, I, I think that the reality of the resurrection grows the older you get. Mm-hmm. And, and to, for the next generation to hear that, you know, God will do things differently than we often want him to do in, in, in our lives and the path that we walk. But the assurance in all of this, the base in all of this was that he is a God of the resurrection. And then Isaac, uh, who, um, and Isaac, Jacob, um, had the same promise mm-hmm. uh, that was given to Abraham. And he talks about things concern or concerning things to come. And I, I don't know if I explained that one very well on Sunday morning, but the idea in my head was when we talk about the things to come, what do other people hear from us? Mm-hmm. And do we talk about it with confidence? Do we talk about it with Hebrews 11 confidence that, uh, that we can hold to the promises of God and they will be fulfilled? 
So mm. does the next generation hear from us just about how bad things are and yeah. how things have changed and we yeah. don't have any memory sticks or floppy disks anymore and, you know, mm. computers are going to like overtake us and all of this and who knows the future. But what we do know concerning things to come is that we can hold on to the promises of God and he'll be faithful. Mm. And not only are they saying it, but even in Isaac and Jacob's and even Abraham's messy life, um, you know, they still hung on to those mm. promises Jacob, at the end of his life, he worshipped leaning on the top of his staff mm. or the Old Testament. Yeah. That's the Septuagint translation in the New Testament. He gave thanks at the, at the head of his bed. Like, whether it's worship, whether it's, you know, give thanks. Boy, mm. just to see the older generation yeah. at the end of their life, everything, like, like um, J- um, Jacob, just so depressed. He just, like, Benjamin's gone. Um, mm-hmm. His life was over, basically. He'd, he'd lost another son. Um, but at the end of all of that, he's still worshiping. And then Joseph, uh, mm-hmm. we read that um, he, he said, like, take my, my bones that are buried in Egypt, which would have been in many ways a dismal time because how would they ever get out of Egypt now that mm-hmm. they're there? And then he said in faith, God will certainly um, come to your aid. Mm-hmm. So... You know, like to, to for the next generation to sit down, and th- it may not be word for word, but that's I think that's healthy aging, where mm-hmm. we're able to say, you know, he's the God of the resurrection. Uh, what do people hear me talk about concerning things to come? Mm-hmm. And it's not to minimize the troubles, but it's to to show, I mean, God's glory outweighs the troubles. Um, do they see us worshiping, mm-hmm. um, leaning on the top of His staff? And I think the staff. Part of the the importance of the staff is that was his life journey. That mm. that mm-hmm. staff was with him, reminded him of God's goodness and strength. So he worshipped God while he was leaning on his staff. And then uh, for Joseph, God will certainly come to your aid. And what encouragement that would be for the next generation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't just like he wasn't he wasn't thinking necessarily all about himself or. Yeah. Um, his own comfort or whatever it might have been, um, his focus was and his desire was first and foremost to worship God yeah. and then encourage, as yeah. you said, the next generation yeah. just to, to see that, um, to understand that he is valued, not just as a believer, not mm-hmm. just as someone who can worship God, but valued in the sense of um, still able to, to serve, to serve yeah. others. Yeah. Um, even though he's he's leaning on this, yeah, staff, and and just that you know? act, like you, the fun, not the funny thing, but the like, if you think leaning on a staff, now I, I haven't studied this, but my mind mm-hmm. is the man's tired. Yeah, <laughs> like you're not you're not walking yeah. through the desert or sprinting through the desert. You're just now you're leaning, mm-hmm. and but he's worshiping, mm-hmm. and uh, and that's good, and and so that's why. You know, at the the end of the message, and there was a book that was given to me, um, and it just talked about how some of the elderly, some of the best years, most productive years of their life, maybe weren't their busiest, because you learn how to do things differently, and you you have years of hopefully, you know, faith building moments and wisdom, uh, but were some of the most productive, uh, meaningful years of their life, yeah, and and restful and peaceful. So for the church to discard or sideline those who are older, mm-hmm. 
I think is just a massive mistake. Mm-hmm. And um, I understand we need to, and we want to, we want, we want to minister to every generation, but it just seems sometimes the elderly are kind of told to, you know, like, you know, it's just like, how, how do we minister to them well? Like be seen and not heard. Yeah. Kind of like the old thing you would hear about kids, right? Yeah. Like we have <laughs> to be cutting edge and progressive and we do things differently than we did. And, and we do. I mean, when they were younger, they did things maybe differently than their parents did. We all, we all get that. But there is just wisdom that is stored up there uh, for us to, and, and out, how to encourage the older generation to, to not sideline themselves or how do we encourage them to to be part of the conversation and and be part of various ministries Um, and sometimes it's maybe more formal but sometimes uh, in the church there's a lot of informal ministry like just impromptu ministry that's so necessary Um, and and that's why one of the things we're seem i think we're we're doing more and more at the end of a service is just saying you know like we have coffee at the back yeah there's the welcome booth in the corner yeah <laughs> but there's people sitting beside you there is. and we often just miss the people sitting beside us and mm-hmm. so for for the elderly to you know even have that ministry mm-hmm. um, to be part of people's lives in that way and then i think the other thing too is uh the elderly need encouragement as well. We've talked about them being an encouragement to the next generation, and yeah. But there, there's struggles that they go through, mm-hmm. um, and and so how does the church minister to them, um, and and uh, care for them well as as they age and as they go through maybe some new things that they they haven't had to go through before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, loneliness. I mean, that's something we hear yeah. um, from people that are that are elderly. Sometimes is is they feel forgotten mm-hmm. and yeah. maybe even misunderstood. Yeah. I, I do think that our our culture doesn't necessarily promote cross generational engagement yeah. all that well. And but we have a we have a special special opportunity as as the church to to be able to do that and to be able to um, to be to be that and to show people that there's value in a young person spending time mm-hmm. with their grandparents yeah, or with yes. somebody else's grandparents. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for that. Um, or to spend time with somebody else's grandparents yeah. and there's, then there's value um, just in like, like you can't even put a price on, on um, on just how beautiful and sweet it is to have that mm-hmm. that cross generational yeah. um, relationship, yeah. like especially within the church, because yeah. we're we're going to be worshiping the Lord together for mm-hmm. eternity. Yeah, and know? and also the joy that the older generation has to see the younger generation. Oh, yeah, I mean, as many people will know, we bought a building um, just I don't even know three or four years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A few, a, a few, few years are missing there because I think we went through something in the middle of in the middle of the, the something purchase. we were going through. Um, but one one of the you know things they rejoiced in was that the building would be a church and mm-hmm. it would be there for the next generation. You know, in many ways, the the finances mattered. I mean, it mattered, but not not as much as their joy, which was mm-hmm. another generation coming and 
the building being used for the glory of God and mm-hmm. uh, the preaching and, and the fellowship. Um, mm-hmm. So the next generation hears the gospel. Mm-hmm. And, and it's true. You, you do want to see the next generation. I think one of the most beautiful things you see, like as a pastor sometimes, is, is in your children's or in your youth ministries where you see, you know, that, um, that uh, those elderly people helping yeah. and volunteering and some of them are are literally leaning on the staff but they're they're serving juice and they're talking with the the young people and um they're being encouraged and uh the young people are being encouraged and i don't know it's just a like it's a beautiful sight to see because you're yeah. like this is the church like we are here to to uh, love and care for one another in this yeah. way interesting for one another yeah and and i think that that just reminds me of something because i remember um, as a as a young child, probably like six or seven, my parents having to teach me how to talk or the importance of talking mm-hmm. to older the older generation yeah. and how to talk with them. And I, mm-hmm. I look back and I, I think that's so valuable because we just like it, it can become a parenting moment where where the child's young mm-hmm. and I just remember, you know, being taught to stop because sometimes as a child, you just don't stop. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you recognize the elderly, yeah. uh, those who are older. Um, and obviously, like, you're polite, you're respectful, which mm-hmm. I think is huge for the next generation to respect them. Uh, and and then how to engage in, you know, a six-year-old conversation. Mm-hmm. And, and specifically, like, how are you? Mm-hmm. Like, ask them about themselves. Because yeah. sometimes the older ones will be like, they just, they're so good at it. They'll just talk about you um, mm-hmm. with, with a, you know, a child or, and then even as a, and that, and hopefully that carries into a, a young person's life where mm-hmm. in, in a church service, they notice the elderly, mm-hmm. they go up to them because when they're young, they've been taught to stop, uh, to be respectful, um, you know, to answer their questions, but also to ask them questions and, and that, to me, has always, and, and so f- from a young age, um, those who are older became very important parts of life. Yeah, that's actually a good, a good point to make. Like, the, the beauty of a, of a young child talking to an older yeah. person, yeah. saying to the older person, yeah. hey, how are you? And, and being <laughs> trained, because yeah. in some ways it's not like, no. Why would you know? I ever yeah. talk to an older person, or why yeah. would an older person ever talk to me? Kids, so. kids, kids just want to talk about everything that they got recently for yeah. their birthday. Or yeah. <laughs> so, so to say, and how are you doing? Yeah. And they might not get it when they're six, but you know, by the time they're nine, twelve, fifteen, that becomes a very valuable question in their life. Amen. Yeah. Well, thank you for the conversation, Dave. Thanks, Tyler, and shout out to Byron. That's right. Speaking of elderly. <laughs> Oh, oh no. Sorry, he's not. <laughs> we'll cut that out. It's not a bad thing. <laughs>